Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 657 of 750 starts right after a word from a few of my sponsors. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. Are you tired of the commute? Want to choose your own hours, have more flexibility, or just need extra cash? Then visit www.maliciaathome.com. Maliciaathome.com is an online source that lists hundreds of companies seeking remote workers. Malicia at Home provides free access to legitimate work-at-home opportunities to those who desire to work from the comfort of their home. Visit www.maliciaathome.com and also subscribe to Malicia at Home on YouTube. And that's Malicia, M-E-L-E-C-I-A, at home.com. And be sure to let them know that Talk to Q sent you. All right, folks, this is what you need to do. You need to check out the Slaphead and the Giraffe podcast. It has a heavy focus on health and fitness. Both of the guys who run this show have shared a passion for mixed martial arts with the UFC being a particular favorite. Now there's Chris, a.k.a. the Giraffe. He's the United Kingdom Battle Arena light heavyweight champion, and he holds a BJJ brown belt under the world-famous Roger Gracie Academy. As well as being a professional fighter, Chris also finds the time to be a personal trainer and runs a variety of mixed martial arts classes in South Oxfordshire and Bucks. Now... Darren, a.k.a. Slaphead, is a kettlebell coach and a personal trainer. Daz, as he's called, performs the function of being Chris's strength and conditioning coach. He's well known in the local community, and he's helping one of the largest villages in the U.K. get fitter with fun but challenging kettlebell classes, as well as providing nutritional advice through his Body Blitz program. The podcast provides a huge variety of topics as listeners submit questions each week. No topic is off limits as long as it's fun and entertaining. You can go to their website, www.slapheadgiraffe.co.uk. That's www.slapheadgiraffe.co.uk. And tell them that Q sent you. All right. My thanks to Slaphead and the Giraffe Podcast. Um, com and thecrystalshow.com for all my supporters of the Talk to Q Radio Show. 347-202-0215 is the number. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like this. I mean, a lot of us have associates, but how many of us have friends? And I'm not talking about Facebook friends or anything like that. I mean genuine friends. Now, for those who do, what should our expectations of them be? When it comes to relationship problems, should your friend give you a sincere, unbiased opinion that you may or may not be in favor of, or should they take your side and give you moral support instead? 
maybe it should be a combination of both. And if so, when would you know when to apply which? And what about when it comes to support when, um, of your talents in your business? Is your friend obligated to frequent the restaurant you may own? Or should they show up at your violin recital that you're playing in? What is the best way for them to show you that they're going to support your dream? So that's what we'll get into tonight on the Talking Kid Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. And to the final lines I go. To the 517 area code outside the Motor City of Detroit. Welcome on the author, Michelle Holden. This is the show legend. Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on? Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. You doing all right today? Yeah, pretty good. Okay, cool. And for those who want to chime in, press 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to get into the discussion. Before we actually get into that topic, um, I came across a news blurb. Uh, two things, actually. Um, I just came across something that said that um, actor, 69-year-old Alan Thicke has passed away. And for those who may not be familiar with him, um, he was an actor most famous for a show called Growing Pains, Pains back in the 80s. At least that's the first time I heard of him. He's also um, Robin Thicke, the singer's dad. And it looks like he had a heart attack while playing hockey with his 19-year-old son, transported to the hospital around noon today and pronounced dead there. So he leaves three sons and a wife. And um, I didn't realize he had a son who was so so young. But, um, Crystal, I'm, I'm guessing you may remember Growing Pains. I don't know if you watched it or not. He was also most recently on that Netflix reboot, Fuller House. And, you know, he's hosted game shows and done a lot of things. Do you do you have any type of uh, recollection of him as an actor? Uh, yes, of course. Um, Alan Deck uh, was Growing Pains. Growing Pains, uh, most people remember that from uh, Michael J. Fox. And, you know, it was a very popular show. So very sad You're thinking about Family Thomas. Oh, sorry, but yeah. Yeah, you're, Kirk Cameron was the guy from Growing Pains. Crystal, can you hear me? I lost you. Oh, yeah, it's on here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I got I got them mixed up, but no, I do remember, of course. Alex. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, just 69 years old, still young. I hate to hear that. Really sad. And um, and another story that is just, I don't know, ridiculous. Mary J. Blige says that her husband, her ex-husband, Martin Isaac, won't return certain, certain possessions of hers, including her Grammy. Now, um, according to recent file court documents, he not only has her Grammy Award, but other unspecified achievement award and three of her cars. Um, a Range Rover, he was supposed to return months ago, um, all the way back in February, and two Mercedes. And even though Mary J said he can keep one of them. And he also is alleged to have taken $420,000 out of the business expenses. And, I mean, 
Crystal, I know celebrities have these these ugly breakups and everything, but I, I don't understand how he's not. I mean, shouldn't she just send him to jail or threaten him to send him to jail in order to get her stuff back? I mean, what is he going to do with her Grammy? Does he have a right to it? Look, first of all, this guy is the epitome of a bitch. He's a punk, <laughs> and, I mean, he's not even a man. Why she was attracted to him in the first place is beyond me. Never mix business with pleasure, first of all. And and then she fucking took care of him. I mean, how in the hell can you get wet for a guy you got to take care of? I mean, that's <laughs> pathetic. So this is her creation. She created this fucking monster. So now she has to live with it. That's the way it is. So now she wants to get away from him. Well, guess what? You know, a bitch nigga do bitch shit. So that's what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, what man does this? They don't. They, you know, they wouldn't even think of doing that. So, you know, I, I feel for for her just on the general, you know, of, of the breakup. Hopefully we'll get some mm-hmm. really good Mary J. Blige songs out of it at least. But he's a total fucking bitch. Everybody knows this. And the fact that he continues with this fucking bullshit. I mean, (laughs) this guy, please. Just pathetic. Simply pathetic. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're going to do with someone else's Grammy. I mean, that's just being evil. But he's just being ass, yeah, he should totally, totally <laughs> send his ass to jail. Do whatever, you know. I right, mean, oh, I would just really? call the cops at this point. And, and he wouldn't have gotten <laughs> shit from me. I mean, nothing, not even a car. I'm like, fucking take your little alimony that I guess I'm obliged to pay you and go buy a Nova. You don't get my Mercedes, please. A Nova. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and get to the show. I just came across those two pieces of pieces of news, if you want to call uh, the latter news. But um, okay, Crystal. So we're talking about loyalty, and we're going to start off talking about loyalty amongst friends and things of that nature. And the topic came up um, or came to mind because this weekend was Eminem's art show, and so his. 14th annual New Renaissance Art Show. I went out there, had a really good time, but I expected more of a turnout. This is the most publicity his art show has ever received, yet the turnout didn't reflect it. Um, He was on the front of a local publication here that's really popular, and Mm -hmm. he was on the front cover of that, and I thought that was pretty cool. And people just didn't show up, people who, you know – he considered, you know, pretty close associates or whatever. So let's start off with this first. What does loyalty and support amongst friends mean to you? If I ask you what you expect of whoever your best friend may be or, or friends may be, I mean, what do you expect from them in general? Okay. But then you brought up the fact, you know, it came, it sprung from, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, Eminem was doing his art show and, and, and everything. You know, what I found being, you know, an artist myself, 
this is something I had to grapple with over the years. When I'm a writer, okay, for those of you who don't know, um, mm-hmm. and I've written novels and I've published them and they're out there, okay? And I had, you would think, just by logic, <laughs> you would think that if you could, like, look, take your number of friends and close family that you have, and you would think that those people, you would at least have those sales, and you right. could probably even times them times maybe two or five, you know, or whatever, that they would buy, like, five books <laughs> and just, even though, you know, and just give them away or just have them in their house or put them in their closet or whatever, you know, um, just because it's yours and they just want to support you. And and they would go on to your, like, my Amazon account or to whatever uh, or my website and then put in tons of reviews individually about, oh, my God, this is so great, this is blah, 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 whatever, make up some shit. You know, no, no. Hmm. Um, All of my reviews I've ever gotten, um, whether it be online, you know, where someone actually went to Amazon or even purchased um, or, what, you know, whatever, or, you know, just said to my face, these are all people I don't know. (laughs) Just pure organic fans of people who found my books by the virtue of looking for a story to read online or whatever or come to my event or whatever. So these are just these are people who don't know me have no idea who the hell I am. Okay. Those are the people who have bought my books, sent me email and said, Hey, when are you gonna finish this shit? When are you gonna write in the other book? And I thought we were gonna get more books. You know, you know, in other words, fans. Out of my friends and family? No. <laughs> I have to remind them. And you know what I get most and this is something I bet Eminem has gotten over the over the years, is you know, um, so when are you gonna um when can I get a book? You know. When are you when are you gonna give me a book? They expect you to give it to them, you know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they expect you to actually just give them a book. He's like, oh, so where's my book? You know, he's like, well, fuck you. Wait, where's your book? You should be buying my book. It's like me opening up a grocery store, and they come in and say, okay, well, I'm going to go and fill my bags with a whole bunch of your groceries (laughs) because, you know, I'm your brother. I'm your friend. And instead of patronizing your establishment. And, you know, but this is something that people do uh, who are close to you. And this is, I don't know, I don't know if, I'm not going to even build into it race or whatever, but this is typically uh-huh. what people do. They don't support you. And I don't know what this phenomenon comes from. I had to actually say to myself over time, and especially when I kept getting it over and over, in other words, the more books I would write, Every time a new book would come out, they go, okay, where's my book? Where's my book? And what's funny about it, and I hope I'm not getting too off topic, what's funny about it is um, Nellie put a line 
in his song years ago about this this very thing. You know, he was I can't remember the name of the song right offhand, but he had a line in his song that I re- resonated with me on this topic about you know, people would come up to him and say, "Can I get a ticket to your to your show?" He was like, "You for real?" <laughs> you <know? laughs> and it was just, you know, you know, but it's like seriously, and that kind of woke me up to the fact that this is just something that people do. They expect you to hook you up for, but this is your business, and this is you are supposed to support me, but you don't. And I don't know if it's a combination of People being envious, expecting something from you, uh, or just literally thinking, well, hey, hey, you did this, so now I get everything that you did for free. <laughs> I'm supposed to fuck for free. What? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And so I, I um, you know, I, I feel for Eminem, but I understand it, and I, and I say if. If, um, you know, if ever he should ever feel, or any other artist or person or business person, whatever, entrepreneur, ever feel like, oh, my God, I can't believe my family and my friends aren't here for me. They're not at my show or at my opening, grand opening of my business. They probably won't be there. You know, they probably won't be there. And it's and it's a shame. But I had to let, let go of all that. So do I expect it to answer your question? No, I don't expect it. I don't expect loyalty from your family and friends, the people most closest to you. I really don't. I look, and that's why I love my fans, the people who actually read my shit. And, you know, you know that, that, that one person that everybody talks about, if I could touch one person, this person is amazing to that artist or to that business person who created the most famous widget, that person is the first person that said, I believe in you. I believe in what you did. I don't, it may not resonate through anybody else, but it, 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 hit, it touched me or I need this and I'm glad you created it. So, and it's probably not going to be your family or friends. And I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, just going forward, know when I ask the question, I'm going to need a little bit more detail so the listeners know how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just, it really speaks to me, so I'm sorry. <laughs> to the 850 area code I go, to the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, to welcome on the man in black, making his way to the ring. Buck, what's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, doing well. Glad to have you on. And yeah. but now back back to what you were saying, Crystal. I I can understand what you said a hundred percent, and I'm pretty sure Eminem shares the same sentiment as well. Um, there are just certain people you don't have expectations to, you know, expectations of, um, as far as being supporters, um, and. It's funny that it works that way, but that's just how it is. And so, um, Buck, I'll, I'll ask you the same thing I asked Crystal to start the show as far as um, what does loyalty and support amongst friends mean to you? Like, what's your expectations 
of your friend when it comes to, you know, being loyal to you and supportive? Well, I mean, it's it's the little things, man. I mean, shoot, you and I have been friends since we were, you know, ankle high. So, I mean, you've always been there for me, man. I mean, so, I mean, you're the perfect example of that because, I mean, we've been friends for so for so long. I mean, and it's, it's really a blessing to have friends, you know, as long as we've been friends. And, um, you know, just it's just little things, man. I mean, it could be it could be nothing more than a phone call. You could be having a real bad day, and you call and say, "What's up, man?" And you know, we you know we shoot the shit a little bit. I don't even have to say what you know what's wrong. You know, you just go ahead. And, you know, you cheer me up. You know, you might be feeling on the phone, whatever. And that's all I need. You know, I don't have to go into any details or anything like that. You know, it, it is what it is. You know, so. You know, when you have a friendship like that, that's pretty good. And sometimes, you know, just being a soundboard. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you need, you know, I need to be that soundboard. Sometimes you need to be that soundboard. You know, we always kind of seem like we get good, you know, get good information, you know, through critical situations or whatnot. So, you know, it's, for me it's the little things, you know. So I know at the moment's notice if I needed, you know, something major, I know I could call, you know, call on you and do that or vice versa. So, and I know you'd get that by bus, train, plane, or automobile. So, you know, that's that's a cool thing Cool thing about that. And there's not many people that you can say that about when it comes to friends. I, and I know I can say that about you. So, you know, true definition right there. Okay. That's cool, man. I appreciate that. That's, um, that was great. And that's Crystal. But Crystal, as far as... Uh, <laughs> as far as the way you, you look at it, let me ask you this. Is it possible to have more than one best friend? And if so, explain how that can be a possibility. Um, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I don't have any friends, so I have no idea. Uh, I'm your friend, hey, Crystal. Oh, that's crazy. Come yeah. on now. You know, no, you know we're yeah. friends now. Yeah. Come on. Thank you, Buck. Uh, but anyway, uh, as far as best friends, <laughs> I think the definition of a of a best friend, when I think about that, it is similar to what people describe as a soulmate. Um, the only difference between a soulmate, per se, you know, or soulmates, quote unquote, uh, and a best friend is probably just the there's no sexual you know factor involved per se uh, but I think um, that you can have more than one um, because I feel that uh, your friends your your best friends are um, it just meaning close very close friends they serve different parts of your life I think you can have someone who is your best friend because, um, as Buck was saying, you've known each other forever. You, you, your best friends, really by proximity. You, you, you know, you happen to be in the same first grade together, or kindergarten or whatever. You, or you're in the same blocks, and uh, that you grew up around, and you, and you ended up being the best of those friends, and, and you understood each other and whatever. And then as you get older, maybe you met someone in college, or you met someone whatever but you have different parts, or within a group of friends, there may be one friend who is maybe your close confidant, but then other friends who, someone you can party with. I think there's different types of, of friends, 
that you can have. It's still it's just as close as a best friend. I think sometimes when we call best friends best friends, a lot of that comes from time as opposed to the level of friendship that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I, I guess if I'm going to call somebody my best friend, I do have a quote-unquote best friend. Um, but it's the only reason why I call her my best friend in, in honesty is because time. It has really nothing to do with the definition of, you know, kind of what Buck was saying of be there and those kinds of things. I think we can meet people later in life and they become, you know, really close to us. But we still reserve that term best friend for that person we met in kindergarten uh, a lot of times. But, uh, yeah, I, can, I think you can have more than one. Okay. And let's see. Let me go to Twitter. And Lady E, chiming in from outside of Toronto, um, agrees with you, Crystal. I consider, she says, I consider myself having two best friends. They're each from different parts of my life, childhood and college, equally close. On Facebook, Lady T chimes in, representing the 504 in New Orleans, says, yes, I have a different relationship with each of them. So she has multiple best friends. And But do you think it's possible to have more than one best friend? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think so. Simply because, I mean, times change as far as, you know, you could be you could move to a different area. Um, your significant other could be your, your best friend. I mean, there's, you know, there's certain entities that, you know, that qualifies for. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you can. But I think in the same Senate, there's only really one, one, one true best, if that makes sense. I mean, you can have best friends, but then you got one that just, you know, supersedes all the other ones, if that makes sense. Okay. And I'm going to welcome on another caller, then I'm going to go to you for a quick question, Crystal. But to the 601 area code I go, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, to welcome on the Minister of Sexual Affairs. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's up, man? I'll get right back to you. I'm going to stop off at Crystal for a second. Crystal, women are stereotyped for being, um, well, catty, for lack of of a better phrase. Um, Do you think that it's more difficult for women to have multiple best friends due to maybe jealousy issues or whatever? Or do you think that also applies to guys, that we have issues with that as well? How do you feel about multiple best friends getting along? Um, you mean with each other or with their primary best friend? Yeah, with each other. Like maybe your friend from college and your friend from your childhood both show up for your, you know, your 21st birthday. Uh, and, you know, they got to get along with each other because they each want equal time, I guess. Well, you know what? I think that there is, whether you're male or female, I think there's going to be a level of, um, um, jealousy or envious or t- territorialness about um, your your friendship. So uh, I think that happens a lot. So you know, as a, a um, example, I think for women and maybe even men, I think it happens uh, most specifically when someone is going to be married and they have to choose their best man or best, or uh, the matron, you know, of honor. 
So that uh, can be a, a touchy subject a lot of times because usually yeah. those people are your, your you know, deemed the best friend. So, you know, it would be, well, it has to be her because, you know, it's my best girlfriend or, you know, this is him. Or, you know, unless you can cop out and say, okay, I'm just going to choose my brother. I'm just going to choose my sister. <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, but a lot of times that, that does, Anytime you have to make a, a, a an obvious choice, such as that situation, there can be, um, you know, there can be hard, uh, you know, kind of a hard feelings or whatever. The best thing to do, just like with anything, is you would just have to say, hey, um, I love you both, but I love you differently. And a lot of times, like I was saying before, it really has to do with time. And maybe that could be the only deciding factor. It's like, yes, I, you know, you're my best friend. We we see each other every day because we talk and you're, you live here. But I have to choose her as my major of honor because we grew up together, you know. And you're hoping that that deciding factor, that kind of a by nature of God kind of a thing gets you off the hook. And so you can say, well, I'm only choosing her because we've known each other for a very long time. And I just knew her longer, so therefore I have to choose her. You know, that kind of a thing. So, but it's always going to be that kind of a, of a rivalry. Uh, hopefully it won't last long, you know, because you're, hopefully all, the, all together you can be friends. But that's, that's, I think that's natural that people do that because you love each other. You love, you love them and you want them to be, you know, with you to say, this is my friend, you're my friend, you know, that kind of a thing. And, and not to um, ex- include anybody else in this special bond that you have. But, yeah, it's okay. hard. That was a great example. The wedding was a great example. Um, Eminem, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, when it comes to problems, we're talking about friendship and loyalty here. When it comes to problems, should your friend be unbiased and willing to set you straight? Should your friend be your cheerleader to help you get through whatever it is? Or do they have to know how to do both? Well, I mean, it, it really it really all depends on the the personality of the of the of the uh, of the friend and, and and how they emotionally handle stuff. You know, like if uh, you know, I you know, every situation is kind of its own little little nuance or whatever, but uh, let's just say, okay, now, like I say, I'm a social guy, so, man, I got friends like a motherfucker, and I mean, you know what I'm saying, and I consider everybody friends because everybody got their own category, you know. But at the same time, you know, anybody that, uh, that you know, to be a friend, well, to have friends, you got to know how to be a friend, and you can, you got to know how to evaluate each situation. Like, you know, there might be somebody with a best friend, uh, that's, you know, kind of sensitive or something. So maybe they can't handle just something brutally honest, even though they know it's the best for What you tell them is straight up in the best form, but they just can't really, I don't know, they might not handle it as good. Then you got others that, you know, uh, basically be like, you know, I'm an open book, so, you know, shit, you know, I trust your ass, whatever you say, uh, what would you do in this situation? I know it's going to be pretty much the right thing, because that's how I'm going to do this shit. 
Then you got, you know, so, so, uh, you know, not to sound like a politician on the question, but at the same time, um, (laughs) you can only answer the question based on how the person in the situation can accept it. You see what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Because some friendships end on shit like that, you know. But I guess it wasn't a true friendship anyway, but, uh, um, you know, I've I've had uh, uh, different mutual friends where someone would would uh, would still be down with me, but they might feel different about somebody else because you know something was going on, and what I would be pretty much more like a listener. So, and even if you if you know if somebody, I'm not gonna say shit until you ask me. Well, hey man, what would you do? I said, now how long now? You asking me, right? Yeah, let me tell you what I would do. I ain't telling you to do shit, but this is what I would do, you know. But somebody else might come off like they trying to be they, you know, uh, trying to tell them what to do. So it, it's kind of hard to answer that one, really, because uh, it's, so, okay. it's so different with each individual. And it's definitely different with gender and shit, you know. Women be on some bullshit sometimes. Well, you're just saying Roger's no good because you don't have a man. All that old bullshit. You know, guys, thank God we don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. But dudes is more like, you know, uh, a lot of ego stuff involved and shit like that. You know, uh, even though somebody, your boy or whatever, is like, you know, Nigga, why you didn't tell me that, man? I thought you was my boy, man. He's like, well, nah, it ain't that, man. It's just, I don't like a lot of people getting involved in shit, you know, stuff like that. I'm just, you know, it's everything get, can get so complicated over a simple issue. So, you know, make love, okay. not war. Fuck it. <laughs> Buck, what do you think, man? Do you think your friends should be unbiased and straighten you out? Should they be your cheerleader to help you get through it? Or what do you think? I think both. I mean, because sometimes, I mean, sometimes, you know, they really, you know, they need to be a cheerleader and you know, be unbiased because sometimes that's what you need to hear. I mean, if, you know, if you can you, lack a day or, you know, a little bit on, you know, a little bit on behind, you know, sometimes hitting that truth with, you know, you know, you know, dead in the face is what exactly what you need. And sometimes that may be something that they don't want to hear, but it's the best thing to hear. And it may be the one thing that snaps you out of it and gets you back on track. So, yeah, I think they should uh, do both because I think it's important. Okay. I mean, you have to know when to apply it, I think. I do think both are important. But uh, let's see, Crystal, I already know your opinion on this next question. Let me get Eminem's opinion, and maybe you can add to it. Eminem, what is your friend's role when it comes to supporting your business or your entrepreneurship? Oh man, the 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 main role of a friend is 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 just just having that uh you know just having that moral support you know and moral support is something that you automatically know I mean you can't fake it you know if somebody supports you you know what it is now people think support you know money ain't got nothing to do with it you know because um uh but you know when 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 uh when people. When 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 a friend supports you, it's, it's genuine. It's a genuine compliment. It's a genuine something congratulatory. It's it's, it's genuine. It's no punchline to it. It's no quid pro quo with it or nothing. It's just straight up what it is, you know. Um, 
And then if it's something of the opposite sex, hey man, you know, you know, somebody really, you know, <laughs> want to show you some appreciation, you mean shit, you know, um, you never know what that might. Yeah, be, you taking you know? this into another realm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the next level of the game, but you know, um, well, yeah, it's 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 when it's like you know, like. Like genuine, like um, uh, true friends know how to come through when it count. Like, all right, like somebody might not be around, or you hear from from certain things, but like clockwork, if they can make it physically, they'll be at your graduation. If not, they'll be calling or sending a call. I mean, it's gonna be genuine stuff, you know. If they if they can't make it, it's it's, it's a real situation. You know, uh, even if it's something financial, they're going to tell you straight up, man, you know, um, you know, I wish you the best, but uh, nah, I ain't going to be able to make it. But, but you know it ain't bullshit. You know it ain't them just saying that because they hating on you and they jealous of you. Know, they, everybody know that, you know. So when, when you right. get a lot of genuine support, it, it really uh, it really shows. And like clockwork, you automatically know who wishes you well, so to speak. Um with no kind of punchline to it. That's the main thing. You know, you can't quantify that. And people who don't really have friends or people that's kind of more to themselves and stuff like that, there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times um, it's hard to relate to people that do because it's just like, you know, it, it, it seems like people are going overboard, but they really not. That's just what they might think of that person. You know, for whatever reason, and uh, a lot of times people that that don't have it like that, you know, they they really don't understand what the deal is. Matter of fact, they think, you know, it must be something. Somebody must want something or something like that. But nah, you know, um, you know, I mean, matter of fact, I I couldn't imagine living in a world with not a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, genuine friends and a acquaintances and all that kind of shit. As a matter of fact, I thrive off that type of shit. That's why um, one thing that I never became that I said I would probably gloat off of being some kind of entertainer or whatever. I'm like, man, fuck smoking crack, man. My crack is taking that stage, man. You got all these hoes screaming your name, throwing draws at your ass, and you want to go smoke some damn crack. Why? Shit. You know, man, I'm trying to take the skin off my dick. You know what I'm saying? Who wants to? I mean, that's like Damn, the, boy. The, the ultimate lifestyle. Again, going into another realm. <laughs> <laughs> but what's your opinion, man? Do you what, What's your role of a friend when it comes to businesses and entrepreneurship? I mean, I think it's important, you know, that, you know, you stick, you know, that's just part of it, man. You have to stick together to help your friends, Um you know, promote it and things of that nature. I mean, that's just, you know, that's something that you do and, you know, try to do it on a consistent basis because, I mean, that's just part of it. If you don't do that, then, I mean, what if the table will turn? You know, that's the way I look at it. So, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be able to help each other. You know, and it doesn't have, necessarily have to be monetary. It can be promotional, you know, or just getting the word word of mouth, you know. Hey, you know, my boy over here doing it like this, you know. 
he can help you out, you know, whatever the you know, whatever the business may be. So I just think that, you know, you know, even if it's word of mouth, you know, it should be something that you do on a consistent basis. You know, not just in the beginning. It's something that you do continually. And uh okay. and uh something I forgot to mention real quick, counter to that same point, is that on the on the opposite side of that, if you got a friend, let's just say if you got a friend that's selling something, a car or something, and you reject them, well, if they're truly your friend, they're gonna they're not gonna be mad because you don't wanna be a Amway salesman or something. I mean, they're not gonna trip on that shit. You know. Right. And and that person's not gonna get mad because you didn't buy, you know. Okay. And Crystal, anything to add? Yeah, uh, no, not really. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Crystal: Should your friends feel obligated to be a customer or a client or an advertiser of your business? They should feel obligated. Um, to assist you in any way that they can, and you know what what that level of support is. And mm-hmm. um, but as I was stating earlier, if they don't even do that or even anything remotely near that, then. You know, I don't necessarily wipe this person off as not a friend. I just don't expect that from them. I, you know, I just expect what, you know, they give me. And so I take it from there. But um, as far as obligation, you know, people always teach you how they are or how to treat them or how they you know, who they truly are anyway. So, you know, I always want support from people who actually want to support me. And um, as Eminem was saying regarding genuineness, uh, and those people, you know, when you take percentages, which I do, I always put people in categories. So um, the percentage of, you say, you know, you have friends, so you take those friends that you have, and then you take percentages of what out of those friends who, you know, will do this or will do that or whatever. And then when you get down to the genuine friend, you can probably have maybe one or two that you can truly say, okay, these people are here for me and they're there for me, no matter what they're doing on the outside, but who they truly are. So that's what you you really count on. Um, And a lot of times, sometimes that number is just one. One person out of all these slew of motherfuckers, you know, that you call your friends. You know, that's why the term associates or whatever has been, has cropped up into our vocabulary because you had to, to, to name these people. You, you know, you can't, you had to stop saying, okay, these are, these are not really all my friends. These are not my friends. These are just people, these are motherfuckers I know and that know me. <laughs> you know, um, Lord have basically, you know, so you do, you have to categorize these people and you have to do that in order to be sane. So you're not constantly expecting something from someone um, or to react a certain way or do things for you that, um, you know, that they're not going to do or they're not capable of doing or they had absolutely no intention of doing because, you know, they don't feel for you the way you feel for them or or, or what you thought 
it was all illusions. <laughs> so you had to, you know, put them yeah, in a category. Yeah, so the category yeah, you, for me is associates, you know, you know based yeah. people I know. Yeah, and you definitely don't want it to be something. Uh, one of the most tragic friendship scenarios I can think of is uh, the shit that happened with Selena, the uh, the singer or whatever, you know. I thought you were going to say New Jack City. Oh, now, yeah. Now, wow, how did I forget that? <laughs> but, Am I uh, my brother's keeper? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, but, but one thing about his business is never personal. But, uh, but uh but but you know, but 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 what Crystal answered was kinda the the antithesis of what I was saying. You know, it's just like uh in cases where somebody might dwindle something down to one person, uh I guess it's more of a relationship thing. Um if somebody has a slew of people, you know, that are you know, they can actually genuinely say are friends and the next person don't, well, a lot of stuff people do is going to be a conflict because they like, yes, yeah, it's, it's one person that I would, you know, travel this far to holler at, uh, just, you know, whatever the, you know, whatever the, the situation may be. But when you got a, you know, uh, quite a long list, then, you know, it's like, well, you know, people think you're lying and all that shit, man, you know, so... <laughs> It's, it can get kind of interesting, and like I say, that's why uh, in many times, uh, many cases, that's why, you know, foreign countries, they, they don't deal with a bunch of bullshit. They just have prearranged marriages, so, you know, in America, it's like opposites of track. You know, it's like, you know, the dude was an orphan that came from an orphan, and the woman came from like the Padres family or something like that. So it's just like, shit, man, everybody's sitting at the table and and everybody's saying, hey, there's Uncle this and Uncle that and all that shit. And, you know, they sitting there looking at you like, man, what the fuck? Let's get up out of here. And you're like, what, man? Nah, this is what we do, you know. So that's just kind of funny. Because a lot of times okay. we work like that with friends, too. You know, that's that's that, I guess that's the roundabout point. A lot of times it works like that with friends, too, uh, People that don't have a lot of friends, or people who've been uh, betrayed and uh, something like that by some people they thought was friends, you know, um, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's kind of you know different. Once that happens, to relate to people that that might have just the opposite experience, you know. No. Mm-hmm. All right, three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. On the Talk to Q Radio Show. And, but do you think that your significant other, your spouse, is your best friend? Why or why not? Yeah, I think, I mean, they can be. I mean, it, it just depends on, you know, how your relationship started. I mean, a lot of relationships do start out as friends, some don't. It just depends on, you know, what whatever the situations were. But if it start out on a friendship-type tip, you know, you become friends. You know, with, you share everything together. Um, it, and it could be simple things that you share together. It could be, um, I know a lot of people don't do this, but you can, you know, share dinner together. Because I know everybody's life is fast-paced now. But sharing dinner together at a decent time, like 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon versus, you know, 9 or 10, um, going to move together, working out together, 
you know, what have you. And when you do so many things together and you're on the same wavelength, it's very easy that you can become best friends. You know, you trust them with, you know, you trust them with, your, you know, with things. So, you know, just one of the, you know, that's something that happens over time. That doesn't happen with every single relationship, but it can. Okay. Crystal, your significant other, your best friend, your spouse? Yeah, um, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I laughed at his answer. Uh, no, because, it's, you know, it's hard not to. I'm, I may love you, but that doesn't mean I like you. And that's what a friend is. A friend is someone that you can relate to that you actually like. But um, I think in the most of my relationships, I could say I had maybe one, maybe two, one and a half people um, that were actually friends of mine, that I considered a friend. Um, and to me, that's to say that this guy is my friend is, is a huge, huge, <laughs> you know, because that means I actually like him as a person, you know, um, and I just want to hang out with him, you know, outside of having sex or whatever. So, but I think what happens a lot of times in relationships, especially marriages, is that your significant other actually thinks you're supposed to be best friends. Like you can't have anybody else. You know, you can't have any other friends. That's why they all get all upset when you have work buddies or you have um, people that you confide in, whether it's your male, you know, whether it's your male friend, as in males to males or, you know, other girls, girlfriends. You know, they get jealous of that because they think, well, you know, why do you need anybody else to talk to you know, why do you need to get you know, all this other kind of shit? You know, it's like, you know, i got to have a life. i got to have friends, my own friends, my own friendships. And if you're lucky, that person that you're actually you're sleeping with and that you're married to is your best friend. You actually like being around them and you like talking to them. You have things in common on a, on a real, you know, core level where you're actually friends as well. That's beautiful, you know. It can happen. But um, it doesn't happen all the time. I think I don't think it happens most of the time. Um, but I think people want it to happen, and I think that's what happens in relationships. Sometimes it, it fucks up that way because you expect this person to be there and that friend level or whatever. Um, but uh, I don't think it um, happens most of the time. But I think it does happen, and it's when it does happen, it's it's a very special kind of bond that you have. Very interesting. Okay. On Facebook, Stacy Stevens chimes in. Stacy Ralph Stevens chimes in for Houston. She says, absolutely. He's the first person I want to call when I have good or bad news. He always has the right words to say when I need them. We have so much fun and spend a good portion of our evenings laughing together. I couldn't imagine not being him not being in my life. All right. So she says her spouse is her best friend. I can't wait till my turn on this one. What the fuck, everybody? Hey. Yeah, yeah, man. I I always had a problem with this one because this is my thing. Like, you know, even even what we were just saying, you know, in the first, you know, section of the show. How can you grow up with somebody? You know, call them your best friend. You know, and then all of a sudden they're not your best friend no more. 
you know. So I was like, you know, to me, you know, I'm talking about even the the, the best of the best relationships. You know, it's like a spouse is almost like its own category. You know, like having kids is its own category. I mean, it's not like a, you know, a, a love for your child is, is is love, but it's different from a love from a parent. And love from a parent is different from a grandparent. And in, in the most standard situations, I should say that. I mean, if you're raised by somebody or something like that, you, you're the real daddy in jail and all that. I, I mean, you know, shit like that would be different. But So I, I guess that's kind of how I look at the friend stuff. It's almost like, you know, mm, it's cliche to say, we're best friends, but mm-hmm. the percentages of, of of spouses that are truly best friends would only, in my my opinion, and of course I'm ninety nine percent right most of the time in my life. Um, Q, I don't know if you remember I used to tell one of our coworkers that, <laughs> and she believed it, but uh, uh, back in the day, but uh, uh, <laughs> you know, unless it's a situation like uh, you know love and basketball or something where, like, you know, like, literally you grew up with this girl or this guy, you know, that's if you're straight. I mean, I'm just saying I don't want nobody to be offended and all that bullshit. Well, if you grew up with this girl and you fucking her, you grew up with this dude and you fucking him, I, whatever the category is, y'all know what I'm talking about out there in Radio Land. But, uh, you know, unless it's something like that, you went to high school or something with the girl and, you know, y'all was like friends, friends for a long time. Being get married now, well, like that, I would say, yeah. You know that, you know that probably is his best friend. That probably is her best friend because, you know, back when before they were even kicking it, yeah, they talked all the time, and you know, she helped him with his homework, and you know, he walked her to school. I mean, all that shit. But just, you know, people meeting for the first time. And they're perfect for each other, but you deep in your twenties and she deep in her twenties or whatever. How in the hell that's gonna be your best friend? You know that might be your loving wife or great supporting husband, but that is not your best friend. You're just saying that because that's the shit people been conditioned to say. <laughs> because if you don't say that, it seems like you dissing them. You know because the definition yeah. has been been skewed over the years like to me spouse is this category by itself if you somebody's spouse shit you know they entitled to everything exactly so you don't have to say this is my best friend your best friend don't get shit your spouse get all your shit you know what i'm saying so i i just kind of you know Best friend, spouse, in my little world is kind of like the, you know, the, the 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 you know the gay marriage thing with me. It's like, nah, if you if you if you gay, you're not married. You know, you this is your partner, but your your ass ain't married. So you know, fuck the world. I don't care about the world. But uh, um, that's kind of the 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 way I look at best friend, spouse. Your best friend is that silly picture you got, you know, in the hallway in your high school yearbook, that's your best friend, you know. Your spouse is your spouse. Your kid is your kid. 
because the same people that say, oh, my wife's my best friend, will turn around and be like, wait, well, hey, man, I see you talking to your son every day. That's your best friend. Oh, hell no, nah, man. I ain't friends with my kids. My kids ain't my best friend. Y'all going to the club together every night. That ain't my best friend. That's my kid, you know. So what's the difference? You might have more shit in common with your, I mean, kind of like Sanford and Son or something. Now, they, they, they always arguing and shit. But I'm just saying it's like, you know, you know, if if you live long enough, if you 85 and you hanging out with your 65 year old son, well, you ain't looking at him as a kid no more. You know, I knew plenty of people that seemed to be best friends with their kids, and I ain't saying that in a bad way. Like they didn't raise them or nothing, but just they just seemed to get along so well and did everything together. But I never heard them say this is my best friend. You know. But I hear people okay. say all the time, my wife, my best friend, my husband, my best friend. Nah, you just saying that shit because you don't want to get smacked. <laughs> all right. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, a combination of friends and lovers when you're married. I think it's just something separate. But, I mean, I understand people try to classify it that way. All right, so last one on the topic. And, um, We'll we'll stick to the spouse thing, Crystal. If you own a business, should your spouse default to being your business partner? Um, or are they not obligated? Uh, uh, no, no, they um they don't default to be my business partner. Um, no. I mean, as far as um, contracts or whatever, you know, when we're talking about will they get my business or whatever if I die or whatever, or do they have a stake in me succeeding because of the whole marriage contract thing? Well, yeah, but as far as my partner in my business, no. No, no, no. No, they're not my default. They're not my default anything. Yeah, no, this is my business. Now, we started it together. It's something we came up with together, and that's one thing. If we were actual business partners in in beginning a business, that's one thing. But if I begin a business and they just happen to be my spouse, no, that doesn't make them my partner. That just makes them my spouse. I have a partner in business or not, you know, whatever. No. Buck, do you agree? Do you think that um, your spouse should automatically be on board with your business, like, you know, like that? I'm going to have to side with Crystal on this one. Maybe not the way she exactly explained it, but I will will agree with her uh, on this because, I mean, business business ventures, I mean, sometimes your partner is not 100% in with you, and they actually can keep you from attaining your dreams. So sometimes it's best not to have a partner. I mean, I wouldn't say partner, but um, spouse um, being your partner when it comes to a you know being you know being a business. They might not want to have nothing to do with it. It may not be something they want to deal with even after you pass. So it's best probably not to have your significant you know, your spouse be a part of your uh, business. Now, if they're you know if they're on board with it and y'all have the same dreams, goals, and things of that nature, that's different. There are instances where that you know that would be a hindrance. 
Eminem? Oh yeah, man. It's it's, it's no way in the hell <laughs> it's defaulted because mm-hmm. I mean, shit. You know that that's how businesses get run into the ground. People getting back at each other. Uh, you know, uh, especially if it's the case. Could you imagine if? Uh, well, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was you know more of a entertaining stuff like that and anything else. But just say if he you know made his money a different way. And, you know, when he was with Maria Stryver with her, she found out, you know, he had the damn maid pregnant. And your shit default to her business while you finna get fucked, you know. So, I mean, that's that's why, you know, the the, the good old boys, them, them old white dudes from the 50s and above, they had that part right. See, they ain't, you ain't never see them having women involved in shit. You know, they gave their wives money to go to the mall. And do stuff with the kids and all that stuff like that, but uh, they ain't banging nothing past their secretary. That's gonna have something to do with some kind of decision. But now it's like, you know, everybody want equal footing and all that stuff like that. But yeah, but some shit go wrong, you know. And people think they defaulting and all that kind of stuff. And and then then again, it's kind of like what Buck said too, you know. Um, how something gonna default to somebody? And they might even have don't even have the same vested interest you have, you know. You mm-hmm. know, they, you know, now everybody want the business to make money, but where you're the guy that will say, hey, the customer's always right. If I have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go back and, you know, fix something that I did, I should have did, I'm going to do that. And they like, nah, fuck them and all that kind of stuff like that. See, that's see, that's a whole different business. I mean, you know, the only scenario with that work, if two people – with the almost with the same idea, got together and kind of merged. She was doing something, you was doing something, and came together. It's kind of like a little mini conglomerate or whatever, you know. You know, you sold hamburgers, she sold hot dogs, and together you got you know ham doggy or some shit like that. You know, yeah. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> ham doggy. <laughs> well, you can on that night. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damn, doggy ain't gonna have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I wasn't ready for that. Hashtag him doggy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. I go ahead and. Get ready to wrap things up. I want to say uh, next week, let's see, there will be a show next week, and I'm leaning towards discussing the single life, but the the World Health Organization is going to change its definition of being single to a disability, Okay. Single people will be people. Well, let's put it this way: people without a sexual partner will be classified as in, infertile. All right. So what? the controversial, yeah, the controversial new classification will How make it so that you don't, <laughs> because you don't have that? a partner. Right. But check this out. The controversial new classification will make it so that heterosexual single men and women as well as gay men and women who are seeking in vitro fertilization as a child 
will receive the same priorities as couples. And this can make access to public oh, okay. funds to IVF available to everyone. Okay, I get that. Yeah, I don't get that shit at all because I don't either. But being fertile, I mean, I did for especially for gay and lesbian couples yeah, more they so don't than count. from the others. But, uh, but yeah, I'm I get like it. shit, man. That don't it count because that ain't got nothing to do with being fertile. Gay men are fertile. Gay women are fertile. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you, or unless you got you know some type of uh, you know, empathy or something like that, I'm just saying you're still fertile. Whether you single or not, I mean, once again, this is where they can't identify with certain cultures. Everybody they know, everybody they mama know that in any place there's minorities, specifically black males, it's gonna be a single nigga who's been single all his life, got more babies than the five or six married dudes put together. So that's what I'm saying. Infertile is like bullshit. You know, no, as a matter of fact, no. I think that's racial now, discrimination. means their, their definition doesn't come from the fact that you have eggs or sperms that are fertile. You cannot fertilize a child unless those eggs and sperms come together. So if you are not having sex with um, the opposite sex, like, for instance, a gay couple, um, then you are infertile because you, you cannot have sex but or do not have sex with the... But um, privacy? To, to ask somebody to put on an application instead of single. Well, I don't want to talk about the show. No, tonight. it wouldn't be the application. Are you it would be single? If you want to apply and to the um, Are you single and not fucking? You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. But, yeah, oh, my God, I can't believe you asked me I was infertile. Shit, and that's then for people who are single, for whatever reason, heterosexual, and Man, don't... let me be in an unemployment office. Somebody said, I say, bitch, both of my sex Again, we're not going to discuss the topic tonight. <laughs> well, at least so I know it's going to be a good topic. We had to get a topic up, man. You know, kind of like know Larry Holmes. We're and, on. Uh, Larry Holmes. And who was that? Larry Holmes. Somebody got to fight for a damn uh, uh, press conference. I don't Wait. remember who. Probably Chick Cobb well, or somebody. He, remember he jumped over a table or something? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember. I remember that. And, but yeah. Um, so, it's 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 interesting. You know, the definition of in, of infertility is now written in such a way that it includes the rights of all individuals to have a family. So it's pretty interesting. So we'll get into that and maybe some couple of other things next week. Something holiday related, maybe. Uh, next Tuesday on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts. Just opinions, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to talktheq.com, sign up for the email newsletter, and you'll be able to find out when the show is going to air and what we're talking about. Tomorrow's on coverage, we'll talk sports, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll do what we do, breaking down week, uh, I think it was week 14 of the NFL. Uh, week 13, we'll get into that. So, we'll go ahead and go with final thoughts. and. Buck, I will start with you, sir. Excellent show as always. Um, glad I was able to get in. We had we had some rough weather here earlier. A um, little bit of sad news to report. Alan Dick had a heart attack this evening. Uh, he was playing um, hockey with one of his younger sons and had to be rushed yeah. to the hospital. And he, he passed away in the hospital. Um, Robin Dick, you know, the R&B 
soul, man. I was at his side. Yeah, um, yeah, we talked about that at the beginning of the show. You know? Yeah, unfortunately, you missed that part. But yeah, it, it was messed but, up. Uh, I hated to hear that. Yeah, and the, and the, you know, we hadn't seen him. Well, he was, I think, on another part of Growing Pains, Growing Pains Tour, or at least the executive producer or something. And, you know, of course, he's the optimal tax relief guy, but, um, you know, truly going to be missed. I mean, one of the one of the talents, definitely in, in, in TV. But Real quick. Great show. Real quick. Yes. But let me, let me jump in for a second, if you don't mind. Uh, and this is yeah. to Chris and Eminem as well. Everyone is saying that 2016 has been one of the worst years as far as people dying. Uh, do you believe that? Do you think people are just bringing attention to it this year because more people are on social media? Do you think 2016 is an evil year, or do you think that we're just paying attention more? Because, you know, I think, maybe we're older I think or people is. are more aware. I, I mean, just the way it started. I mean, it, it is. I mean, we lost some really good talent. Um, and I think we are paying attention a little bit to, a little bit more because we're older. Um, but we lost some talent this year with Prince and David Boy. Um, you know, Muhammad Ali, Alan Alan Pickulis. There were so many that have passed so far. We lost uh, the um, first leashman last week. Um, It's been a, it's been a uh, vanity passed away. It's been a lot. I mean, probably more this year than we've we've noticed in recent memory. So it it has been one of those years where we've lost some great talent and. they, they, it's going to be. It's going to definitely reflect this year, and you know it's just uh, one of those deals. But uh, I, anyway, I'm thinking. It. I'm thinking just the opposite. I mean, this, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's some monumental figures uh, that went down, starting with Muhammad Ali and you know Prince and David Boyd. But I mean, think about it. A couple of years ago, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, back in the seventies, Elvis Presley. I'm just saying, like, what it yeah. is, everybody has a voice. That's the difference. It's just like, could you imagine if everybody had Twitter and shit in 77 when Elvis was found dead? I'm just saying, like, damn. And, uh, uh, you know, that was one of the, you know, the biggest figures ever. You know, uh, I'm I'm just saying, you know, uh, JFK getting killed, as much as it was shocking, but could you imagine him, Dr. King, all that happening when people are having social media. I mean, and then you see the see what it is. About ten years ago, the only time you would see the true national reflections of who died, especially on account of the national scale, would be the little thing they would do at the end of uh, most of the national news segments on December, you know, thirtieth, thirty first, twenty ninth, depending on when that Friday was, and that would be it. Now. You would see stuff like that over and over and over with with likes and shares and all that. So it seems like it's more deaf, but man, you know, the, the, you know, deaf is deaf. I mean, it, it, every it's every year a, somebody dies. Every year it's a lot of people. I mean, and some people are just older. So I mean, you kind of I mean, expect but my it. Thing like, about you know, it other than, other than was, uh, Prince, John Glenn Prince. was ninety five. Uh, right, that's what I'm Peter saying. Peter Jackson, uh, the author, was ninety. Um, I mean, even Muhammad so Ali, you know, he struggled with Parkinson's and, and stuff so long. So you hate to see it happen, but it wasn't a true shock now like when somebody gets killed, you know, like Elvis overdosed, 
you know, Tupac got shot, uh, Biggie got shot. I mean, when it's like that, it seems to be more like, damn, I can't we believe that. You know, Michael Jackson look, and Prince, too. I right, mean, like, look at uh, Big Sight just died a couple of weeks ago. Fife uh, Dog died, you know. Yeah, yeah Big Sight was 48. Fife Dog died, you know. Uh, yeah. Then uh, a couple of years ago, what, what year was that? And it didn't get a lot of publicity. Um, but uh, what's his name? Um, the Guru. He died. Didn't he die the same year that uh, Whitney Houston died? I think. From. I don't know if he did or not. From Gangstar, I'm not sure. Uh huh. Yeah, you know. But I mean, once again, a young yeah, life. You know, uh, Jam Master Jay getting killed. You know. Yeah. Years back, There's I'm just saying, life. like, you know, I'm just well, saying, this year, like, but this, this year just seems like it's just been, been more than normal. I know there've been some famous ones here in recent memory that passed away, but I mean, just this year, I think a lot of people have kind of taken, taken, you know, there is everybody does have a voice on it, but at the same time, I mean, I think we did lose some some significant stars this year, authors and things of that nature that we just hadn't. You know, yeah. I guess it, I mean, it, it, it's been and maybe we'll talk about it at the at the end of the year. Um, I mean, there were qu- quite a few people. Um, Alan Rickman, you know, Alan Rickman mm. died. Um, yeah. I mean, Wilder, uh, Natalie Cole. Yeah. Um, Damn, I forgot about Natalie goodness. Cole. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, so there are quite a few. I know Buck mentioned, you know, Vanity, and these are yeah. just. A lot of you know names when, that we're familiar with, and again, when, it's because uh, we're older. When did BB King die? Was it 2015 or was it the first part of 16? It wasn't. I know it wasn't that. That might have been 15. That might have been 15. Yeah. So Gary, you know yeah. uh, Gary Shandling, uh, mm-hmm. you know very popular comedian when I when I was growing up in the 80s and stuff. Merle Haggard died. Doris yeah. Roberts. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on. China, the wrestler, she died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tupac, Tupac's mom. I mean, um, yeah. so we can go on and on. And it's just, yeah. I don't but know. I just guarantee you, I just, if you if you pulled up the, you know, because you you know, it's not enough time left in the show to do it tonight. But if you pulled up, you know, just year by year. And just kind of put it in context of who was big for that year they died. Like I say, nothing really gets bigger than the 60s and the early 70s. You know, the 60s with JFK and King and then the early 70s with uh, Bruce Lee. You know, but like I say, yeah. if if there was a string of things to let everybody have a voice, it would seem, seem to be that magnanimous with that too, you know. I mean, with the, yeah. with the yeah. other smaller Famous people around them that died. So yeah, maybe bring you know, that up. John Wayne dark, back in the eighties. By the same you know. token, and I'll do my research yeah. to see if I can compare some of these other years. But a little trivia for yeah. you, for whoever wants it: Who was the actress that died the same day as Michael Jackson? Unfortunately, Sarah Fawcett. Ah, very good. Yeah, Sarah Fawcett. Yeah. A lot of people don't Charlie, know because Charlie. you know. They say she picked the wrong I, day to die because you don't want to die on the day Michael Jackson died because nobody's going to remember. Yeah. But I see you all because do I, remember the Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I think she was actually, I don't know if she was, she was reported before or after 
But I think hers was actually she recorded was a little bit before. I, I heard by her. Yeah. I think she was yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. All right. But um, anything else, Buck? I just thought about that when you mentioned Alan, Alan Thicke. Oh, no, 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 that's that's all. But uh, hope everybody enjoys the rest of the hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week, and we'll chalk it up tomorrow with some interesting, um, interesting stuff going on in the world of sports. No doubt, Crystal. Um, you know, good topic, interesting topic. Um regarding best friends and loyalty and, and spouses and everything. Um, as for the deaths of 2016, I think um, what's coupled with that is it's been a very emotional year with the election, touching on so many other parts of our psyche. Um, and and also, which of course heightens, you know, everything emotionally, but also, um, just the mere fact that, you know, you know we're getting to that age, <laughs> you know, people of those those stars, and, they, and now they're in their fifties because we emulated them, so now they are they are in their fifties and sixties, and and they are getting to those ages, of, you know, when people you know may die, have a heart attack, things like that, and so we remember them as part of our childhood kind of a thing. So I think it it heightens things a little bit. But I agree that um the amount of death is 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 basically the same. <laughs> you know, I mean over over time when you look back at who died in those years, it's you know, and I've done shows before about who died that year, it it's a it's a long oh. list. But the list would be Indeed. um it's different of how it, you know, affects you know, maybe for a particular group, it affects more people. And then I think it's mainly just because we are uh, have gotten older, so we know more of those stars than we did when we were younger. We may not have remembered them, you know, the ones who died. So, um, but as far as you know, friendships and everything, I think if you, I agree with um, something Eminem said. But um, if you want friends, you have to be friends. Uh, not everybody is, is social creatures. And, you know, me being, I guess, being a Gemini, I'm kind of both. I am a social creature, but I don't need you. <laughs> you know, I, I like I like the audience, but I don't need the audience. So it's, um, and I think there are people, there are people who really love people and they love friends and they love, you know, that social life. But they actually they need it as a part of their life, and it's a, that can be a very good thing, and it does offer you a lot of joy, and sometimes heartache. But I think probably more joy than heartache. Uh, and then there are people who are completely isolated, and they don't. And and when you think of isolation, you you think oh well that's a bad thing, but they don't want to be around other people. Um, and then you know you have people like me in the middle. Like, I want to be around you, and I want you to like what I do, but I don't particularly want to be with you. I don't want to be around you. I mean, it's that kind of a thing. I like my wall, my window. I can look at you, you can look at me, but we are in different rooms. So kind of a thing. But um, but as far as, you know, I agree also with Eminem when he was trying to, when he was explaining the, um, the differences between best friend and spouse. 
um, in some of my my best relationships where I did consider the person my friend, it wasn't, I couldn't, saying that he was my friend was, um, was, wasn't enough. I mean, I, I used the word um, in order to yeah. try to explain to someone what, uh, what that meant, but it was more than that. And I think that um, if there is a category, um, if you're lucky, to have that, that special category for your spouse, um, to be more than just, yeah, yeah, we're friends, yeah, we like doing things together, but we're more than that. We, yeah, we're family, but we're more than that. You know, it's it's more than just that. It's like a combination of something that you, you really can't touch, just like with your children. Yes, I love my spouse, but my children are different. You know, it's a different comment and kind right. of feeling. So I think that um, sometimes that can be hard for people. I think when it becomes hard for people to understand um you know, you're saying about spouses who we don't understand. You have to say, okay, yeah, she's my best friend. Or, yeah, he's my best friend. Is when you're not really meant for each other. <laughs> you know, so you're trying to make this person something that they're not, and um, or fit them into the category of something because it's not the true category it should be in. In you know, as that kind of untouchable category that you really can't explain. And I've always said that if you can truly explain exactly why you love someone, then you really don't love them. You just love what they do for you, and, you know, you just love being around them. But it's not the kind of love that, you know, you really want when it comes to a real true relationship, and, and especially a spouse situation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think... You know, you want your friends to be loyal. You want your friends um, to to be there for you. You want your friends uh-huh. um, to tell you the truth. And but again, it depends who that friend is. Not everybody can. That friend may not be the truth teller in your life. That friend may just be that support person in your life to give you that good advice and and everything. And you may have another friend who can tell you like it is. <laughs> no, you know. And, um, but, you know, I think that for me, when I say that someone's my friend, that's the, the, one of the biggest honors that a person can have in, in me, in my life. And um, hopefully they feel the same way, but I, I can count them on my hand and still, you know, can eat with it. <laughs> because I, and everybody else is everybody else. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. It doesn't mean that they're not what I consider a friend. And I don't think I have to have a slew of them in order to to be okay. But that's me. And so whatever works for you. So, but a good show. And I look forward to next week to talk about um, fertility and all that. <laughs> this should be interesting. So. All right. Cool. Thank you, ma'am. And Eminem, shut it down for me. Oh, man. Um, wow. I'm, I'm, um, I, I gotta, I got I gotta reinitiate, man. Cause, uh, I ain't used to Crystal talking that much, man. Most of the time she says just great show and, you know, and, uh, you know, thank you. Basically, you know, see y'all motherfuckers next week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, man, uh, <clears throat> you know, like the best friend thing, like I say, man, uh, confiding and stuff like that, you know, and like I say, everybody got reasons they consider this person a best or 
great friend or what you know, whatever that 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 category you put this person in, you know, if it's genuine, you know, if it's genuine, you already know the delivery before it even happens. You already know how much they want to hear from you as far as the truth or you want to know, you know, how much they want to do. But most of the time, most of the time, uh, uh, like I say, it's different with, with gender anyway, most of the time. Uh, you know, guys, you know, because I know, I, I have, like I say, I'm a big social guy, so, you know, I don't have people I ain't seen in years that I, you know, consider friends to confide in me, and they they didn't even really know me that well. But, you know, I know what they want to do, you know. You know, get a beer or something, and, uh, well, not just one, but a couple of them, and, you know, just sit back and shit. I'm just sitting there, you know, you know, just pumping them up and shit, and they just talking. I'm like, yeah, nigga, you right. You know, and that's all they want to hear. You know, they don't want to hear a lot of, you know, preaching and stuff. You know, it's pretty much just getting it off the chest so they won't, you know, go home and beat the fuck out of their girlfriend or do whatever, whatever they they mad about. They 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 just need somebody to get that off their chest with. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> and, if you know, uh, that's how a lot of guys end up, you know, uh, having uh, uh, release of anxiety just by, you know, hanging out in a gentleman's club or something like that, you know, just, you know, when they can't get to their friend or whatever, they get these, you know, beautiful, spontaneous women looking for a few extra dollars just to listen to all the bullshit they talking about, you know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that that's the shit I was trying to tell Brandy J. Flynn when she used to come on the show, you know, I'm like, well, you know, and uh, in, in Mississippi specifically, you know, uh, the biggest thing is, you know, people handle, even though the show is not about stress, but most of the time if you're talking about a best friend, and you're trying to help them get their mind off whatever's bothering them. It could be a loss in the family, untimely or something. It could be something financial. It could be some relationship-wise. But one thing that cures damn near everything with black males that are straight is alcohol and pussy. So usually that person they confide in that's they, you know they just say hey man you know cause i don't advise many people on that say man shit man you know you know it's it's uh it's a guy now that i consider a good friend man i i really think he done had a mental breakdown but what it was you know he no longer was himself he wasn't married no more but he didn't benefit from it he wasn't dating he you know he got deep into, you know, Islam at one time and stuff and became celibate. I was just like, man, this dude, he my boy, but I, this nigga just needs some pussy. And I told him that, you know. So he never did do it, though, and he just got worse. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, uh, <laughs> I got to stop you right there, bro. Damn the beat. How in the world you get alcohol and pussy wrapped up in the same damn sentence? I'm over here dying. I'm going like, where the hell is he going with this? <laughs> the only yeah. pussy. Like, yeah, yeah. Boy, you lost your damn mind. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> damn the beat. I got to stop this, mom. <laughs> Not my damn self. <laughs> 
You killing niggas out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know you all for that. <laughs> oh Jesus. But, uh, and uh and then as far as the the you know, the spouse being labeled as best friends, you know, pretty much like I said, that's self explanatory. That's some shit that started with people just, you know, they heard somebody else say it, especially on these damn uh, reality shows and stuff, and then it just kind of, uh, it didn't start with that reality shows because that's been a saying a long time, but, but over the last eight, nine years, it's been more cliche to say it. I think one of them damn Real Housewives or something said it or uh, something, and then it just kind of, everybody's saying it. I'm just like, man, come on. This nigga, this ain't her, her best friend. His best friend especially, you know, especially a rapper and shit. Come on, man. You know, you ain't confiding in everything. You ain't telling about all the kids you got on the side and shit. Come on. That ain't no shit you tell their spouse or girlfriend or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, but in a pure sense where something like, uh, and I know, you know, everybody that's listening may not have seen Love and Basketball with Omar Epson, Sonata, uh, uh, Latham or whatever, you know, years back. But, you know, they grew up together and basketball was their thing. And, you know, they kind of just, you know, competed with each other. And then once that, you know, they got to a certain point, they just kind of, it just kind of happened, you know. Uh, Brown Sugar was kind of the same way. I mean, you know, it, I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying it's impossible to be best friend. I'm just noticing that more than ever, you know, I just know when I was a kid growing up, I didn't hear nobody from a certain generation ever referring to their spouse as their best friend. When they said their best friend, it was somebody like uh, they would go, you know, like uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the damn Mark Twain's fable tale or whatever? Uh, Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer, that type of shit. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be that type of shit. You know, this little kid I used to, you know, do this with. Uh, this was, you know, somebody I used to play with or something. I mean, so this this other stuff is kind of a new age best friend thing. And uh, like I said, I can't wait the next week topic about this, this infertile and single stuff. That's going to be very interesting. Uh but just like with all topics, man, you know, I know that clock ticking now, but uh, just like with everything, you know, you know, you ain't got to figure out who your best friend is. You ain't got to sit up here and and, and talk to nobody like that. You, you, you like to say, you, you pass 1313, 13, you reach down in your wallet on payday, and right before you give your damn, you know, you pay all of your light bill or, you know, all of your water, but you skim a little bit off this, and then, you know, you go pick up whatever suits your fancy, you know, and you get your your, your bang bang on. What do we get for $10? You know, you ain't got to worry about all this other bullshit. You know, instead of going to your best friend's house crying, you going on there smiling and say, damn, man, man, you hire something? You done hit a door? I said, no, man. I got some heavy rocks off. <laughs> I'm glad I ain't have to follow behind that one. Yeah, I don't bust no bricks today, boy. <laughs> that sounds like they derailed the train. I had a high bone pressure say a ten charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Sergeant Slaughter on that bitch ass. 
<laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. All right. I appreciate it, Eminem. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Like I said, I'll, uh, I'll just glancing back through some of the deaths from 2006. I just went back 10 years ago. Had some pretty notable people. Um, so, like I said, I might get into that later on. And we'll make comparisons as sick as that sounds. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, Chris will answer that though. See, we're getting older, so what's what was a like howdy doody and shit dying wasn't that disappointing to us like it was to maybe our parents or something, you know? So I'm just saying, you know, I remember when uh, yeah. what's the name had died, house off of uh, Bonanza, you know? what I'm saying, but it wasn't that yeah. shocking. But but you know, my you know my mom grew up looking at that, so I mean, you know, I watched the reruns, but I wasn't like. You know, what would tear me apart is when, you know, Lou Ferrigno died or, well, Bill Bixby did die. But, you know, because I was a super Hulk kid and all that. And, right. You know, I'm just saying, so it all depends. I, mean, I just think what it is. We're just had, getting older, man. You had some notable deaths. I mean, Lucky, one of the dogs from Married with Children, died that year. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> but uh, not... I mean, you had hey, like. Hey, let me ask you this James right quick. Brown, James I, Brown died what, in 2006. What year did Benji die? Uh, is Benji still living? The damn dog. There's no way Benji's still living. Benji's been dead probably longer than we've been alive. Benji? Benji's dead. <laughs> I know he's dead. Well, Benji well, probably boy. died several times, and you just didn't know. And they just replaced it with a new dog, like last year. Oh, and then. Uh, I, I, that I damn know, dog been dead about as long as Greg Evergan's monkey from BJ and the Bear. Yeah, but didn't the Mississippi State Bulldog die? Benji came out in 1974, so I don't show any record of when he died, but I'm pretty sure he died sometime in the 70s. So, okay, they just use the same dog, people, same breed of dog. Yeah, no, they, they don't use they the same dog. dog. I mean, yeah, they just use the same breed over and over again, and you don't yeah. know wow. when the actual dog dies. And Damn. Yeah, they, I didn't know that. Yeah, if he's twenty five years old, and he he was so. You remember? Y'all remember how like Johnny Carson used to have these damn animals that could do tricks and all that shit? I thought it was just like some uh, unique damn mutt that could do something. And you know, when they died, then the show went off. You do know there's no Santa Claus, right? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Eminem. Here's your trivia. Um, Benji, his real name, the dog's real name was Higgins. He was born in 1957, and he was 16 years old when he did his first movie as Benji. He at died 15? in 1975. So he made it 17. That's that's a long time for a dog. He made yeah. it at 17 years old, and his his son took over as Benji. So there's nepotism in animals. But I tell you, they're doing well, they black just, dogs. Yeah, and, it's, it's as well as in breeding. <laughs> like, I, right. like I heard one time before by a cousin, I guess he was joking. He said, the closer kin, the deeper in. <laughs> oh, Lord. That is there we go. Yeah. You know they inbreed animals for them traits, right? Okay, okay, okay. 
Why they even ask? Oh Lord. Actually, the no, the doll that carried on the role was a she, not a he. A daughter named Damn. Ben Jean. Okay. Mm. Ben well, Jean. That's, uh, All right. That's your doll great. history for the for the way. But no, I was just saying, like, um, you know, in 2006, you had some notables: um, Gerald Ford, Saddam Hussein, Wilson Pickett, Ed Bradley, James Brown, Mike Evans. Um, who played on Good Times. Uh, Aaron Spelling, Don Knotts. So you had some big names back then as well. But man, 2016, well, I got a list for y'all. Man, I got a list for you. Yeah. So we'll get into that. But all right, let me go ahead and shut this thing down before Eminem starts talking about <laughs> the same dog. That's funny, man. Ooh. Oh, boy. But, uh, and that reminds me, you know, I got to bring up something on tomorrow, zone coverage. Eminem, do you remember the first most popular, well, this could go to Buck, too, or maybe, I don't know if Crystal will know this, but Eminem or Buck, do you remember the very first popular mascot uh, that I guess ever just got national attention? Yeah, I want to say it was the the – the St. Louis Cardinals mascot. Nope. The baseball, the baseball Cardinals. No, I, I know. One ma- I know no, the mascot from BJ and the Bear. One of the mascots from BJ and the Bear that played the Bear mauled a guy and, and put him in a damn coma. No, I'm talking. About, I'm, I'm talking about strictly sports. Oh, okay, strictly sports. But anyway, we'll discuss it um, tomorrow. I. I Came across something recently about the San Diego chicken. I don't know y'all forgot about him or not. Chris, do you remember the San Diego chicken? Oh, that was the disco duck and all that shit, right? Yeah, she said that. Nah. I'm proud to say I do not know the San Diego chicken. Okay. The chicken was popularized in the late 70s. Of the shocking news when uh, Clarence Thomas was busted with all that animal porn and shit. Y'all remember that? Okay, I'm not going there with you over there. <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> no, I don't remember that either. <laughs> you don't remember that? Anyway, Crystal, the, the San Diego chicken uh, was popularized in the late 70s. He was the mascot of the San Diego Padres baseball team. And he became like a worldwide figure. He did a lot of charity stuff, a lot of stuff for kids or whatever. And he was the first famous mascot that I can recall. So I was just wondering, because he used to be on like Johnny Carson and stuff. So he was pretty popular. But I was wondering if you had heard of him or not. But any of it, I'm going to bring something up about him tomorrow's on coverage. So that gives Crystal an incentive to listen so she can learn about San Diego Chicken. I know she doesn't care. All right. So... <laughs> My thanks to my show legends calling in and mixing it up on the show. I know the show went off the rails, but, uh, you know, it's my show. I can do what I want. And we'll be on tomorrow, Zone Coverage, 9 p.m. Eastern, and back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Talk to Q radio show. Again, go to TalkToQ.com. You can get all kinds of information, not only just on the show and when the next one's going to air. You can get information on my show legends. Put some names to faces and find out who, you know, is on the other line most of the times. And feel free to 
call in and mix it up. You know, I had two people, I guess, over the last couple of weeks who messaged me on Facebook, and they listen to the show, one's in Houston and one's in Atlanta, and they asked if they could call in and discuss things on the show. They thought it was strictly one of these shows where, you know, all they had to do was listen. No, you don't have to just listen. You can interact with these show legends. These show legends weren't always show legends. At one time, Crystal and Buck were just callers. And because their contributions to the show were so great, I had to elevate them to separate them from the normal callers. Because a normal caller may call in every now and then and spew out something, you know, give their little opinion. But when you had the quality of substance that they were bringing to the table, I had to kind of elevate them and give them a title, which is show legend. So, you know, maybe one day you can be a show legend, but you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. So feel free to call in and mix it up with them at any time, if you dare. So everyone have a great night. Talk to you on tomorrow if you like sports. And I'll talk to you on next Tuesday if you just want to discuss how being single is now looks like a disability. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?